Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ! Welcome to the Next Gen Nerd Podcast. Glad you stopped by to spend the last week of Miyazaki May with us as we continue to celebrate the works of Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli. I hope you guys have enjoyed this deep dive. We've got one more week, one more movie, where we're looking at Castle in the Sky. We're talking with Hillary and Charlie Fisco. Met them at a conference for Love Thy Nerd. Uh, Hillary does some Twitch streaming under the name KY Redhead. She does uh, some craft and um, lettering and drawing chill streams on Friday afternoons. Check her out. Uh, the link for that will be in the show notes if you're interested in doing there. Uh, as we wrap up this series, just a couple things to go over with what's going on in the Next Gen Nerd universe. Um, we're going to take a couple weeks off after next week's episode so that we can kind of just get some rest at the beginning of summer and spend some time with my kids. They're out of school, all those good things. So we'll be taking a couple weeks off. But if you still want to connect, you can do that on our Discord. You can do that through comments on our YouTube streams. You can send me an email at nextgennerdpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can check out our Twitch stream. Twitch stream is at twitch.tv slash nextgennerd25. For those that don't know what a Twitch stream is, it is an interactive YouTube video, basically, where you can kind of ask questions and make comments as I'm uh, doing different things. been playing some games on there, so... Would love for you to come by and check that out in the meantime, in between those two. And the link for that will also be in the show notes. Finally, I've enjoyed doing this series. I'm looking forward to doing another one soon. And if you have an idea of a series you'd like us to do or something you'd like us to do a deep dive on or a guest you'd like to have on, uh, our Discord is a great place to do that where you can come on, suggest a guest, suggest a topic, and... Um, kind of make your voice known as far as how this show is going to go. So if you would like to participate in that way, you can connect to our Discord through our show notes. Uh, And if you're having difficulty accessing those on whatever you're listening to, or if you don't see those uh, on the YouTube video, you can also go to nextgennerd.com, and all the show notes are there for each episode, so you can connect with us in that way. Well, I think that is it for us for right now, so it's time to start the interview. Let's get nerdy. Well, guys, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I am here with uh, some good friends that I spent a lot of time with in uh, uh, Louisville, outside of Louisville at New Albany. And um, we got to spend some time at LTNCon, and I thoroughly enjoyed the conversations I had with their family. And so as we were looking at these things, and they mentioned, oh, uh, Castle in the Sky is one of our favorite movies. I was like, yes, let's get you on for that. Uh, So I'm here with Charlie and Hillary Fisco. And uh, guys, how are y'all doing today? Again, <laughs> great. Yeah, that's good. Here. Well, very good. So, um, one thing that I like to do at the top of the show uh, is just ask what other nerdy interests you have. Uh, <laughs> you, we all are aware that uh, if you're a nerd, you're a nerd for more than one thing, typically. Uh, and so, besides <laughs> Studio Ghibli, besides Castle in the Sky, uh, what are some things that you or your family is really into right now that you would consider nerdy? Right now, well, just in general, uh, most sci-fi, um, Star Trek especially, is my true love. I do like <laughs> Star Wars, so I'm I'm one of those who straddles both camps. That works. Um, that works. And uh, yeah, fantasy, you know, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, all our kids I, are I, named I, after book characters, so that kind of outs <laughs> us right there. 
Yes. As book yep. nerds, gaming, all if you could turn the camera that way, we're huge board gamers, card gamers, homeschool nerds, like learning yeah. everything. Uh, K-dramas. I'm I'm in K-dramas. <laughs> and every time I try watching one, my family steals that experience from me. And then I have to only watch mm-hmm. it with them. And then I have to find one of my own that's a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, video gaming. We're doing Tears of the Kingdom right nice. now, just yeah, like nice. a lot of the world. Yeah. And that's our <laughs> current obsession. Uh, so... Very yeah. good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. A uh, couple of little, little thoughts in there. I had to laugh when you said uh, when you share it with them, then it ruins it because you have to wait for them. I am well aware. There's been a few shows where I've told Carrie, like, you don't get to watch this because then I'm going to have to wait for every Thursday yes. to watch an episode. <laughs> Not going to work out well for me. Not going to work out well for me. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, so it's so a very good. Uh, and uh, what what board game are you guys playing right now? You typically, Hillary, you, you've reviewed several on, on Love Thy yeah. Note. Uh, so mm-hmm. what are some ones that right now you're like, these are the ones that we're playing? Oh, like tonight we just played Millborn with our seven-year-old, which is a card game, classic stuff. Um, uh, My 14-year-old just got happy little dinosaurs for his birthday. Very nice. So he was, he's excited about that. I don't know. Board Game Arena, I'm on a lot of things Mm -hmm. there. That you are. Um, And we're kind of this, this summer semester, one of our goals is we homeschool year round. And so during the summer semester, our goal is to kind of play a lot of the games we haven't played in a long time or don't remember to see if we want to keep them or not. So Mm -hmm. that. We'll have to keep people posted mm. about that. Nice. Very nice. Uh, so um, I'm recording from, we have like a, a loft. It's the second floor of our house. It's just one big room mm. with a bathroom. Mm. So an AC unit, which is really nice. And it hasn't really been useful space since we homeschooled. We homeschooled for several mm-hmm. years. And and so this is where they would do school. And so as I was trying to ramp this stuff up and record more, I moved up here as like my office here at home. And um, I had set up on our kitchen, old kitchen table all my computer stuff. Well, I posted a picture on Love Thy Nerd that I got a new standing, sitting desk. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And so yes. the kitchen table now is over there and it's now our board game table, which Sweet. my wife loves <laughs> yes. because all the board games are up here. And what happens is that they all move downstairs and mm-hmm. then she drives her crazy that they're all downstairs. So now we can get it from the shelf and play it and yes. then put it back on the shelf. And then and put it back. So, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we have that schizophrenia ourselves, half, <laughs> maybe not a half a quarter a fifth maybe a sixth are up here near, near yes. where we played them and the vast majority are, are yes downstairs. yes yeah. so uh we played uh, a couple nights ago we played um fantasy flux uh Ooh, Carrie yes. played one of a flux and mm. it was too confusing at the when it was just the two of us um but playing with the kids she's like okay i get it so it was the kids first yeah. time playing any kind of flux, nice. we played fantasy nice. flux. oh wow uh and then sushi go sushi go is a nice easy one <laughs> where everyone you know i mean zeke won so my nine-year-old won yeah. Uh, which makes it a whole lot easier on the rest of us. Uh, <laughs> yes. And so uh, I think, or I think maybe he and Charlie tied. Either he and Charlie tied for first, which was really helpful, um, or uh, or or he won. Um, but at our house, when we play board games, we've had to do several new rules for Zeke uh, as he's yeah. learned. Number one. Whoever wins puts the game away because he would like <laughs> the most, be the most obnoxious winner. And then we're like, we don't want to put this up now. Like you won. Yeah. And so, so whoever wins has to put it away. Uh, and the second is if you lose, you have to be a good sport and I will tell you how yeah. I beat you. Like, so, so when we yeah. play, he'll go, okay, thank you. Good game. Yes. Now, how did you beat yeah. me? And I'll tell him because yes. if my nine-year-old is like the master of board games, I'm totally cool with that. Totally right? Cool with that. Yes. Yes. Right. Our goal or is for my, them to beat or us. Or my soundly. 11, almost 12-year-old. Or my 11, yes. almost 12-year-old also the champion of board games. So, <laughs> well, very cool. So, fun stuff all the way around. I love seeing pictures of your family being nerdy all together. It's, it's something else. Uh, one of my favorites, which I don't mean to embarrass you, but the goblin picture okay. of Charlie was just fantastic. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, yes. 
one of my favorites. Yeah. So we're in the middle of Miyazaki May. Uh, this is actually the last episode of Miyazaki May. Uh, and we're talking about Castle in the Sky, which is one that I had seen before we started this. Um, uh, there's a couple that I've had to watch because people have said, oh, let's talk about this. So I've watched it. I've enjoyed it. I went back and watched it again and enjoyed it even more. So I can kind of understand why your family would love this movie because it was enjoyable. Uh, Zeke doesn't really sit still for movies often, and he laid on the couch the entire movie and and just took it all in. Um, So tell me why this movie, why your family loves this movie. So like – caveat like it's not one of my favorite movies but it is one of charlie it's not only his favorite (laughs) miyazaki it's one of like his top five favorite movies period Mm -hmm. and so that's huge it is my seven-year-old's second favorite movie he loves shida is one of his favorites and he loves that she teams up to defeat the army um so that's one of his big (laughs) things my kid my teenagers love it it's one of my oldest cast means it's one of his favorite he's almost seven almost 17 (laughs) can't believe i just said that uh in a couple months he'll be 17 um but he is one of his favorites um they've seen a lot of tears of the kingdom connections now that we've been Mm. playing about like islands in the sky and a lot of the um a lot of the feel of the movie is right. reflected and um, the way he said it is you know well Miyazaki is one of the most influential film producers in Japan so it kind of makes sense it would mm-hmm. have a little overlap there um and there were things I liked about it okay. but I'll let him go first because I know he will wax eloquent about it and <laughs> and I have eloquent. I have lots of little bits that I found okay. that I like but I it's he will be very excited to talk about it um yeah it's I, I have pretty broad tastes in as far as all the different genres I like. And one thing I like about Castle in the Sky is it unifies sort of a lot of them. It has bits of all of them, you know, like um, there's the fantasy element because there's like spells with the magic crystal. But there's also the sci-fi element because Laputer is really technologically superior right. and they don't get into the science, but you can mm-hmm. see sort of it's like science mm. and magic. Um it is post-apocalyptic, which is probably my favorite genre of movies. Dude, you know, again, best friends. Why are we not best friends? <laughs> yes, yes. And which is really but also weird. as a pastor, mm-hmm. like that you're. I'm, I'm so into post-apocalyptic, like the world's <laughs> ending, I guess. But anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> okay. Um, there's the, like the alternate history aspect because it takes place in the late 1800s. Um, there's the whole lost civilization found, which is always fun. And then you know, there's the the sort of the long lost princess storyline. And uh, so I love all of those. I also really, I really resonate with all of his themes of um, technology versus nature. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yep. Very good. Very good. I I just figured that because this movie features a redheaded pirate queen, her husband and their sons going on adventures. Like that was it. Like that was, uh... (laughs) I mean, I do. So I do like, I mean, that aspect, I, I like that. Like the mom is kind of like the rally, the troops, well-known. The gang is, oh, it's the Dola gang. She seems to be in charge of everything. But literally, like, they could not function without the dad. And the dad is like this unassuming but uber-talented, like, hey, let me just pop up out of nowhere, serve a purpose that can't be replaced by anything or anyone else and then like pop back underneath and then come out and beat my wife at chess like i let like that's like yes in a nutshell and then traveling yeah. around with the three sons i mean she dresses all the kids like they're all dressed nicely they're all dressed alike moms love that they support each other they do chores you know like that's very much like yes 100 i'm i like that pot that potsu is so capable and he's selfless and he's known by the town and he can cook and uh shida didn't 
harden after all of her trauma, even mm. though she's only like 13, you know, right. she's still, you know, she, she was not jaded. Mm. Um, and this does provide a lot of teachable moments. Like we said, like, okay, well, if you had something you thought could make you fly, would you test it by jumping off a roof onto a brick wall? Like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm glad that your answer is right. no. Where might you test that if you wanted right. to test it? Well, I wouldn't. Okay. Well, if you were going to water. Okay, great. Let's, let's, you know, yes, so there's a yes. lot of, a lot of good. Maybe don't climb out the window onto the outside of the airship. If you're escaping the kidnapper, um, maybe find a different way, but you know, so like lots of, lots of good teachable moments um, like that. The boss's wife, took care of the kids. She was calm. Like when the, the brothers came to terrorize them and she was calm and she made sure the kids were taken care of. Then she picked up a weapon and one stood beside her husband, you know? So right, I'm like, yeah, right. that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I relate to. I don't like one of my soapboxes though. And I know this comes up a lot in anime and in a couple of different Miyazaki things. I am, I'm an anti fan of, of, romanticizing children's relationships mm. or sexualizing children that's a huge soapbox of mine mm, yeah. um and so like with Sheeta, you know but and obviously musco is supposed to be the bad guy and so his creepy behavior again another teachable opportunity for teachable moments with the kids um and stuff like that but seeing you know he's like give her special clothes and he keeps touching her and he keeps trying to be like mm. sweet to her and reason with her and then he's horrible and hits her and and then all the brothers who are in their 20s or or whatever you know want to go hang out in the kitchen and like groom and you know oh i love you and and i'm like mm, she was 13 and you're gross like no mm. i don't i don't enjoy movies like that and i know that that but that's a very common you know like that's a cultural thing that's right. that's very common in a lot of japanese things and so that's that's interesting <laughs> um you know i i'm learning i'm learning that because i'm not uh a mom because I'm not a female or a wife that there are certain <laughs> perspective things that just I don't see or I don't get. And so watching that, I didn't notice any of that. <laughs> I didn't notice any of that, which I'm not saying I'm not trying to discount it. Like, I'm no, no, at, I don't feel discounted. I know where I stand. So I'm looking and I'm going, I'm, you know, so a couple of those things, you know, with, with, with Muska and, and his behavior, I just assumed that he was trying to make her feel special. You know what I mean? Like I'm going, oh, should I make her feel special because she is this queen or this princess. And then with the brothers, <laughs> Like, I'm just thinking about my behavior with my little sister. Like, oh, my goodness, it's good to see, you know, and, and yeah. so, like totally innocent. And even in even, you know, and even uh, Patsu and, and his like, it was just friendship. And so, yeah, like, part of that could be because that's a soapbox of mine is not yeah. being able to have just normal friendships. Like, why can we yeah. have TV shows about normal friendships? Right. Yes. Uh, you know, um. I'm thinking, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that that TV show, like everyone wanted to make them a relationship. It's like, why can't right. they be friends, you know? Yes. Um, yes. Our flag yes. means death. That story, I, I love the story until it was yeah. no longer about a friendship and we had to make it a relationship. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so maybe that's part of my soapbox too. That I was like, I'm not making them a relationship. They're just friends. Right. Yeah. But anyways. Like, yeah, and that's a, that's a thing with culture nowadays anyway, mm -hmm. is like everything has to be yeah. a romantic thing or mm -hmm. like, I, I hate, and this again, this is me. <laughs> I just, I don't like the whole, oh, you're five and you're playing in the sandbox. You're going to get married. I'm like, they're five. Stop it. That's mm. no, like that. No, that let them be friends. And in fact, I told my teenagers, like the vast majority of girls and women you ever interact with in your entire life will right. not be available romantic partners for you right. because you're only going to have one mm -hmm. at a time. And then once you, you pick that one, you're done. Yeah. And everyone else outside of that is you have to know how to be cordial and be friends and even joke around without crossing any lines. And it's not like a free for all. And right. so, um, but that's not how our culture is nowadays. So 
you know. Well, <laughs> it'll take great parents like you two and me and my wife to try and instill that, <laughs> try and instill that in our kids so they understand mm-hmm. uh, it can be done. Um, this is a soapbox and I'm totally fine going down this road. I know. <laughs> Um, but I recently had to take a look at some research and do a training on the state of this generation. Uh, and I won't go into all the numbers. It, they're, they're sad. They're sad. Um, but uh, the hope was, and I shared this in this training, that when you look at committed Christians, the uh, risk rates for depression, suicide, same-sex attraction, all these other things was half or less for a committed mm-hmm. Christian than than your average general um, uh, United States teen. Nominal Christian, very little difference, but a committed Christian was half, and it's because mm-hmm. of the hope of the gospel. But the hope of the gospel mm-hmm. changes lives. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. keep giving them Jesus. Keep giving them Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so very cool. Very cool. Hey, listen, um, Charlie, listening all those things, all those pieces of the – I totally get it. Like It really is something for everybody. And if you're a nerd mm-hmm. and you enjoy – all these genres and you can, can, Mm -hmm. you know, most bang for your buck hit just about all of them in a single movie. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And let's be honest. If it just had robots, that'd be enough for me. Like, yeah, (laughs) uh, let's go. It's robots. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've asked this question, uh, a few different times. Uh, actually I think for all the Miyazaki films, the idea of a, a sequel or a spinoff, um, Miyazaki Mm -hmm. tends to have most of his, uh, movies end either with a, a a nice little bow or at least like getting close to a bow, but we don't typically see him mm-hmm. going back to the same worlds. I mentioned this another one, unless like there's some mm-hmm. awesome, uh, you know, Miyazaki cinematic universe that we're not aware of that we can tuck all these under, but we won't go down that road. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, I wanted you guys to think through where would you take a spinoff or where would you take a sequel to castle in the sky like what do you want to see more of what do you want to see fleshed out what would excite you uh to see done in this world um yeah that's interesting because he doesn't really connect a lot of them one of the few connections is the same in um castle in the sky the little i don't know what they're called fox squirrels yes that i was gonna um, mention that the fox squirrels from from nausicaa there and they're in nausicaa and they're both mm-hmm. po- they're th- these post-apocalyptic worlds it'd be awesome to see a tie together movie where crosses over so you can see how the worlds are actually the same world mm, nausicaa fun. was one that caspian <laughs> watched on repeat when he was little like it was like twice a day for like weeks <laughs> it was it was a lot i got a lot so of naps <laughs> 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 um i would like actually i would like to see a prequel in laputa in its heyday mm, i like i would yeah. really like to see what it looked like you like half of the society was underwater when they rediscovered it was it supposed to be Mm. and there there was this Mm. like civilization because it was also over the ocean like is that is that a thing or Mm. was it just that it had become submerged over time um i would really like to see how that all how that all worked and how the robots worked because uh uh sheeta could understand the robots and potsu couldn't Mm. um so is that because of her blood or like was it i mean like because the robots had organic innards yeah so like there's a lot i that i have my questions are all about what laputa would have been like yeah and that would be it'd be a fun uh, fun it would be a very entertaining show also if it was the end of laputa you know like like the the, Mm -hmm. that's leading up to them trying to escape or whatever you know like something's Mm -hmm. gone wrong and the the tension there of that that would be uh that would be a a fun way to go yeah it would be a fun way to go oh rowan i did ask him i said if there was a sequel where would it go and he said he wanted to see i'm gonna read it right here he wanted to see sheeta as an adult living with the pirates still 
Um, but now the army comes back and wants to buy their bug shaped flyers that they used okay. at the end because yeah. those were his favorite. Yes. And he said Muska uh, somehow survived, but at the end he plunges into a freezing lake. That is his. That's okay. That's his vision. I love it. I love so, it. I love it. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Charlie, any thoughts where you want to see a spinoff, more more development, or a, or a sequel? Um. No, I mean, I like all of those ideas. In general, I like the idea of having self-contained stories because, yeah. you know, there are too many things that have like spinoffs and sequels nowadays. And it's really nice to have just a single standalone movie, you know? So yeah. that's well, one I thing I like about Miyazaki. It would be a guaranteed success, though. That was, that's the caveat. Like, yes. It would have to be, it yeah. would have to be, it would be done very well. Yes. It would. Um, well, very cool. Very cool. So, um, uh, Let's adjust the ending a little bit. Let's say that that uh, Mushka is defeated without the destruction of Laputa. Okay, so he's somehow able to be defeated. It's still there. Uh, how could Shida and Patsu have utilized the city for the good of mankind? Like how would how could they have taken that um, uh, and redeemed it? I guess. Good question. I mean, the easy answer is you know use technology to improve people's lives. I guess. Um... But you end up in the same place where you start, where where they start, where you the technology will eventually corrupt people and you cycle, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe using the robots. I don't know if the robots would have some kind of a built-in fail-safe, but they could be used as caretakers or mm. something where they, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't allow themselves to be used corruptly. I don't know. Disaster I, relief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and too, you know, with 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 Miyazaki and the protagonist typically being, uh, you know, a young female, you know, that, that idea of innocence too, it would be interesting to see what Lapita would look like being run by two fairly innocent children. Uh, and, and how long could that then be maintained rather than typically it's on, you know, there's this sense of pride that becomes, uh, hubris which becomes dangerous when, yeah. when I've worked hard for this and I've done these things and we're going to do it the way I want to do it. Uh, it would be yeah. interesting, I think, to see, you know, again, this very simple, gentle, mm-hmm. pure, mm-hmm. we're going to use these robots and we're going to help people. Or we're mm-hmm. going to, um, you know, look into this, you know, the the technology that's here and see how we can use it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another sequel where the robots are having to fight off every major power that keeps coming to this castle in the sky now that we haven't found it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, that that was one, uh, yeah. one thought that I had about a sequel was not the robots but the city itself and how like the how lush it was Mm -hmm. and just that it would be a great study for sustainability in in concert with technology because the on land they seem to be moving toward industrialization Mm -hmm. with the railroads and mining and things like that and so yet laputa you know after languishing for a thousand years or whatever um you know the water was still clean and cycling because there was wildlife in the mm-hmm. water. Uh, there were still bugs. There were still flowers. Mm-hmm. There was still uh, grass and plants flourishing and things while suspended in the sky. So we've got some mm-hmm. sort of hydroponic thing going on. And obviously the water cycles involved because it's up in the cloud layer. But, um, you know, if any of that, uh, that aspect of it could be, either reproduced or studied mm. for advancing, you know, that aspect of life down on the surface that that would yeah. have been useful to you. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't the heart of the city, like a big tree. Wasn't that like when the, the city was kind of mm-hmm. falling away yeah. that was there too. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. Like, why is this tree floating? Uh, you know, how much, right. how much of this lush <laughs> is because of 
you know, purely nature or purely technology, or is there mm-hmm. some magic aspect of this? Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. why it's green. So we have to yeah. take magic. Uh, and yeah. I love having a homeschool mom on that uses words like water cycle when we're talking about a sci-fi movie. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, so we talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, looking at, you know, again, this theme Miyazaki does where there's some hyper innocent protagonist, uh, typically female protagonist. Um, uh, but there's balance with this corruption of power. You know, I, we, we see this in, uh, in Nausicaa where they're trying to, to take this, the, the giant weird monster thing to, to attack the town. And so there's this corruption of power or, um, mm-hmm. that's not much of my neighbor Totoro, but my, my sister and I were discussing, I'm not sure where the conflict <laughs> comes in there, but, uh, um, or, uh, Princess Mononoke, you know, where they have this corruption of power and wanting to take the forest. And so, um, looking at this theme of, of corruption of power and an innocent child or childlike character brings peace, uh, to this situation. Uh, what does that invoke in you? What does that make you think of? And how can we use something like this to tell a Christ-centered story in the same way, the ultimate innocent child bringing peace? Um, what are you guys' thoughts there? I have like so many thoughts. This is <laughs> the part that I have a lot of thoughts about. So I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you I go mean, first. It speaks, it speaks to something that's inherent in all of us. I mean, we, we are just sort of recognize the innocence of childhood, you know, mm. and, and Christ spoke to that you know when he said you have to come to me as a child mm. um so you know and, and even as corrupted as mankind has gotten bent towards self we we have retained that recognition uh, rec- recognition there it is i can't speak <laughs> um that ability to recognize that yeah that inherent goodness you know that's still within you know we're still made in the image of god right even though we've been corrupted so we, we still have that goodness sort of mm in our image. Mm. Mm. What are your thoughts, Hillary? Well, (laughs) so um, thinking about uh, the first question about corrupt, the corruption that power brings, um, we, we are conservative libertarians. And so we feel very particularly about government overreach and uh, it's literally in the movie, like the (laughs) army goes after this and then like, says like well actually we're just here to steal all of your resources now i'm not i am not going that far to say like everything government is bad and everything you know government's Anarchy. all just you know, i know i'm <laughs> like we that's very specific um but i mean it's pretty blatant in the movie about yes, that yes um yeah. and and that's something that we do talk about with our kids because we do have three children and they do mm-hmm. live together and so as such there are sibling things that happen and um respecting each other's personal boundaries and space mm-hmm. and stuff especially when the seven-year-old has legos okay. and uh his legos are in the public area and because his his toys are stored in the public area and so, and then we've got an, our autistic oldest who, if there's something to fiddle, he's going to fiddle, mm. um, just with like, without thinking about it, not maliciously, right. but just like pick something up and fiddle. And so that's something that we work on with all three kids, mm. with all three kids, right. uh, between all three kids, um, is just that you, you having a good reason and wanting to, for your own good reason does not Mm. automatically give you permission to disrespect mm. disrespect somebody else's boundaries and right. their their needs and their rights. And so that's right. something we've talked about as parents. Um the second question about using the that same theme about uh an innocent childlike character bringing peace um to fight the corrupt power as a Christ-centered story, like I'm all over that. <laughs> I'm all over that. Um corruption corruption is something that like you choose from free will. 
free mm. will is like the ultimate power, like that God could have done anything, but he gave us free will. Mm. And that is the ultimate power that either we are, we are saved or we're not, we choose it. Like it's, right. that is, that's it. Like it's, mm. that's it. Um, And so as far as like Christ being childlike and innocent, yes. You know, unless you turn and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom, mm. kingdom of heaven. Um, And, you know, Matthew 19, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he's talking about, little, you know, the children there, such right. as these. Um, So then you think like, what is, what is childlike? What is in, mm. in, for Christ and Christ himself, but also for his, him, for us, um, what would be considered childlike and innocent, mm. humble. I'm right. gentle and humble in heart in awe of the father. Um, that's another, another big thing that adults struggle with sometimes, um, and seeking to be dependent on him. Mm. Uh, cause my kids, when they need something, they don't hesitate. Mom, <laughs> mom, mom, <laughs> mom, it's a trope. But like, how often yeah. are we, are we yeah. automatically like that with God? Like mm. father, <laughs> father, yeah. um, and, um, eager to sit at his feet, right. um, doubling up in joy at, with a new day, delighting in work. Like our kids, like kids love to work mm. if you don't make it like a whole big thing. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Kids are curious. Kids are innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, kids are open. And again, Jesus is all of these things open to welcoming strangers as friends until we train them not to. Um, they want to share their resources. They want to, you know, can I take an apple to so-and-so? Can I get, come the run inside, get a bottle of water, take it to the random kid at the playground. Jesus modeled all of these things right. for us, all of these childlike, we, we call them childlike, but this is Christ-like mm-hmm. behaviors and attitudes. Um, and so what kind of hooked on me is when, when he said the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And I thought, well, that sounds familiar. We just did the Beatitudes in the boys' Bible quizzing, which is our big, what our family's super involved yeah, in. We're, we're yeah. not a sports family. We're a Bible quizzing family. Love and it. it's just like a sport. It's like <laughs> yeah. a sport. It's crazy what these kids can do. Um, but I, uh, one of the Beatitudes, the very first one actually, is blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right, right. That's the one that confuses a lot of people because what the heck is poor in spirit mm. mean? And I thought, well, I don't have a really clear answer for that. So mm. let me just look that up. And so it basically... Uh, it's recognizing that you are spiritually you have no you you have no assets you mm. can offer nothing you are impoverished without mercy mm. you are spiritually poor uh you have to start there with god or you there's nowhere for you to go you can't be like well god i bring all of this holiness to the table and i guess i'll need you for a little bit of it like we got nothing right. we are right. poor right. in spirit um, and as long as we're under the impression that we are sufficient, we will never be open to receiving what we need for salvation. Mm. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it's first in the Beatitudes because it puts all the others in perspective. Right. And so you can't start out saying like, "Blessed are the meek." I'm like, "Well, I guess I don't have to listen because I'm already out, man." Like, right. I don't. Right. <laughs> I'm so bad at those things. But it's like, no, blessed are the poor in spirit. You got nothing. And um, yeah. and so and then when I was looking it up, uh, Charles. Is it Charles Spurgeon? Is that his first name? You'd think I'd remember my yes. name is Charlie. It's not Charles though. Um, and I loved what he said. And I I I I know your show's only half an hour, so I won't read that unless you're like, <laughs> no, no, yes, you're please good. read you're that. Good. <laughs> Here and I will totally read it. Okay. All right. So I love his words. Um, so this is uh his writings on the first beatitude. Not what I have, but what I have not is the first point of contact between my soul and God. I'm going to cry in just a minute. <laughs> a ladder if it is to be of any use, must have its first step near the ground or feeble climbers will never be able to mount. Mm. 
It would have been a grievous discouragement to struggling faith if the first blessing had been given to the pure in heart. To that excellence, the young beginner makes no claim. Mm. While to poverty of spirit, he can reach without going beyond his line. The Mm. poor in spirit are lifted from the dunghill and set not among hired servants in the field, but among princes in the kingdom. Poor in spirit. The words sound as if they described the owners of nothing, and yet they describe the inheritors of all things happy poverty millionaires sink into insignificance Mm. the treasure of the indies evaporates in smoke while to the poor in spirit remains a boundless endless faultless kingdom which renders them blessed in the esteem of him who is god over all blessed forever note also with delight that the blessing is in every case in the present tense a happy to be now enjoyed and delighted in it is not blessed shall be but blessed are Mm. and i Mm. just i was like okay like that (laughs) when you talk about an innocent or childlike character bringing peace in the face of corrupt power i mean Mm. the 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 prince of the world you talk about corrupt Mm. like that that's who we fight that is our enemy ephesians Mm. 6 boom done and then here is christ going like Yes, I have a sword. I'm giving you all swords. I'm giving you all armor, but your feet are shod with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Right. And let's go. And mm-hmm. so, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I love that. That's one thing I do love about the Dola character is yeah. that she trains her kids to be like warriors, but she battles alongside them. Mm. She doesn't ask her kids to do anything she's not that they're not capable of. Yeah. They may say, like, Mom, I can't do it. She, yes, you can't just do it. But she also leads by example. And so like, yeah. I'm like that, like I, that does resonate with me. If I didn't have Christ, I might be a manipulative criminal mastermind. I mean, like, <laughs> but it's, uh, praise God. I have, I have Amen. Jesus and I, I need him more every day. So let's, yeah. 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 So. For the love of Christ, there go I. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> so uh, it's an excellent transition because I want to talk about Dola and her family uh, again. So shifting from, analyzing and looking at the story to how do we put ourselves in the story. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's one of my favorite things about good stories is being able to see ourselves in them. Uh, and so I've got several questions here to kind of help us be in the story. Thank so uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, that you've got this Dola, who's a redheaded pirate queen with her husband and her sons doing adventures. And so I wanted to know what would it look like if you, Charlie and the boys, the two of you uh, were uh, transported to this world and had an airship like they did, like what adventures are you guys getting into? Uh, if you're here. Well, I, my seven-year-old said, oh, they all have the same chores. They have the same chores as we do. Um, (laughs) I would love the opportunity to focus on just living together, being together, Mm. learning new skills, um, useful skills, traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that that would all be awesome. My kids, my kids have a strong sense of justice Mm. and fighting, for helpless and fighting against injustice and they really feel like strongest i think they love having an airship to just like travel around and like learn all the things and Mm -hmm. and swoop down and their little bug things and and fight and i don't know yeah my favorite go ahead sorry i was gonna say my i would love just to explore to be able to fly around the world and see all the cool stuff and visit visit different civilizations and that would be my favorite part but not being up high that would not be his favorite part i wouldn't go near the edge i would stay i would stay inside until we land no he can't (laughs) even in like tears of the kingdom he's like i can't look over that cliff right now i'll be i'll be in the engine room whereas i'm like yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, I was going to say the, you know, uh, the equivalent uh, for us is, you know, an RV and that's not nearly as exciting as an airship, mm. but it is close to the ground. <laughs> yeah. The ground for yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, so speaking of your boys, looking at your boys, um, yes. and, and living a life of adventure, uh, give you a chance to mm. brag on them. Uh, in what ways do you think each of your boys would excel at a life of adventure? Okay. I have my answers. Do you want to go? You go first. Cause okay. I, yeah. so Rowan, um, Rowan, ever since he was an infant, he has had a positive, joyful attitude. Mm-hmm. And I think that would help a lot with this lifestyle and the fact that like running an airship you have to constantly be working um he is an artist and a creative with storytelling and i think he would really love that um tying in all of our adventures with that um caspian uh, absolutely map making from an airship cartography has been his his hobby for probably five years now and mm. he loves that so much so just being in an airship and getting the bird's eye view of everywhere he goes he would be obsessed um, writing the theme music for our adventures, he would be doing that. And obviously trying the foods everywhere we go, he would be he would be on top of that. Perrin is a fearless explorer and climber. He would be all over the, the inner workings and the outer hull of the ship. Uh, he would be collecting rescue animals everywhere we go. Um, and he's a tinkerer and like a taker aparter. And so he would like he would just he would love living in that kind of environment. And I thought I wouldn't mind this at lifestyle at all, as long as we were together, like we could (laughs) plunk us down wherever Mm -hmm. Uh, that's fine. But I think the kids, you know, would definitely be up for that kind of adventure. So nice. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Charlie? What thoughts do you have? I I don't know. I don't have much to add. I mean, yeah, they all have those exact skills she talked about. Well, how, how do you think Hillary would be, uh, you know, well-suited for a life of adventure? Um. Yeah, Sorry. she would do great. I mean, she spot, would be, yeah. she would be keeping everyone in line, and you know, <laughs> and uh, teaching as we go. That's the thing. She can she can teach from anything, and mm. finding ways to uh, to engage with the kids across all the different things we come across. And very yeah. nice. I want that the in the mom's room from her bed pulling the thing down, being like, "Y'all get down here right now." <laughs> I can hear you. Like That's I it. want that thing attached, like the the network yeah. oh, throughout yeah. the ship. It'd be like y'all do those dishes right now. Like okay, I'm <laughs> going to good. bed. Yeah, be good. That'd be good. So you mentioned yeah. uh, cartography. This is another kind of kind of yes. aside. Um, so uh, jot this down on a list for for games for you guys to play. Uh, it's a role playing game called The Quiet Year. Um, and yes, The Quiet Year. Uh, it is a game where you develop a world and a map and solve a problem mm-hmm. um so i uh i'm probably going to run a game of it on uh, love thy nerd coming up soon um but what happens is is you kind of set up a a general idea and then as the game is played everyone takes a turn and they'll draw a prompt and it'll say like uh, an old man shows up in your community are they a threat or are they a helper and how? And so you kind of tell the okay. story. And so um, I did this with my siblings uh, a couple weeks ago. We're going to do a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. And we fleshed out. Uh, basically, we're doing um, World War II with dragons. Uh, so if you've if you've read His Majesty's Dragon, it's kind of like that, except we're in World War II. Uh, and nice. we set up uh, what Greenland would look like if it was more of a rainforesty, whatever, and there's dragons. Hmm. Um, so it's a lot wow. of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, awesome. And, um yeah and you can just say hey you get to do all the drawing draw some map perfect 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 um, <laughs> but it's a it's a downloadable thing it's like 10 bucks and it was we had a lot of fun playing it but we'll do a we'll do one on um on love i know maybe we can we can bring yeah. you guys in it'd be fun it'd be fun yeah 
So, um, cool. all right. Uh, last question on putting us in this world is simple this or that. Uh, would you rather have the abilities of the pendant or a pair of robot servants with you here in this world? Uh, which one? And you can have different answers. Uh, I'll, I'll give mine mm -hmm. as well. Uh, but but if you could have one or the other, what do you think you're, uh, you're taking? I'd go for the robot servants. Yeah, that's a tough call, but yeah. I mean, they're so big. They can fly. They can... Uh, they can do a million different things. So, yep. yes, that'd be that'd be sweet. Hillary, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm gonna go pendant, and that's you know. <laughs> so I guess we get both. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I as soon as no one could understand the robot speech except for her. I thought everyone's going to be going mom, mom, mom anyway, because they can't talk to the robots. I still have to do the work talking to the robots. So that's not extra help for me necessarily, but also like they'd have to be maintained. They have to be stored. We don't have anywhere to put robot servants. You know, there's a lot, we have a big learning curve to take care of these things. And, you know, then thinking about their feelings, like I already have a lot of people that I have to juggle and, and that I'm concerned with and have anxiety over and the pendant, like, like, okay, so it can save us if, like, we're falling to our deaths. Like, that would be a great thing just in case. And, but then it would just be, like, and then one day it goes away. I'm like, great. So I don't need that anymore. So I wouldn't be dependent on it. And then dependent suddenly it's dependent. gone or it breaks yeah. down. I know. Like, I think that sounds like a really horrible either rap song or romance novel. Like, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Or both. A rap song. That is inspired by the romance novel of the same name. There you go. I love it. I love it. So I see, I picture you with the pendant, like the boys are going out driving. You're like, let me wrap the pendant around the rear view mirror. All Plus right. You're going to go. Free necklace. Yes, right. yeah. <laughs> Jewelry. Sure check. Before you go. Yeah. Uh, right. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, so what I'd like us to talk about here next is, uh, is your stream, your stream. And also your mm, Bible okay. studies that you've been doing. Tell us about it a little bit. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, so, so, yeah, they can get more, more Hillary. Yeah. Okay. So I don't stream very often, but when I do, it's, I, I don't know, it's random. I have ADHD. So like, it's really entertaining, I guess, from that respect. But a lot of my, a lot of my stuff that is like co-working. So like, if you put me on while you're doing the dishes or the laundry or while you're doing, you know, meaningless paperwork, you just want some background noise. That's, you can turn on my stream or whatever. Um, but I'm on Twitch as KY Redhead and, um, Sometimes I will game, usually it's goose goose duck, but most of the time it's in hand lettering and nerdy art and a lot of like just random chat about all the things and Jesus usually works his way in there uh, quite a bit. So um, yeah, so just hang out in the background. And then uh, one of the accounts I follow on Instagram to sow a seed uh, ran some Bible studies on first Peter and on James that really impacted me this year. And I'm still chewing on first Peter. And so I thought, you know, why not just do my Bible study while I'm getting ready in the morning. Now, normally it takes me like 10 minutes to get ready, but my Bible studies are like an hour. So I've been on Facebook live, uh, public, um, on Facebook live, uh, and, um, that's weekday mornings at random times. So, uh, you know, like life is life right. is real. Yeah. And I don't know, am I going to do my makeup at eight 30? Am I going to do it at 10? I have no idea. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing makeup today. Let's I'm going to do my nails or, you know, let's just do a face mask and I'm going to read the Bible while I'm here on my face mask. Um, so just kind of real life, real talk. I cry very often on there because scripture does that to me. And, um, and so right now we're in first Peter going through it a second time and we are focusing on suffering, which is super fun. In the morning super thing. fun. So super let's fun. do that together. Um, so yeah, those are my kind of, if 
my access points. I'm on Instagram as KY Redhead MK. And, um, and that's just kind of our nerdy homeschool work at home, mom, makeup application, tutorial, all the things life. I own my own business have for 17 years. Uh, mm-hmm. it's my only girl time teaching makeup application and skincare. So, um, that's what I do. Very nice. Very nice. Girl, I didn't ask ahead of time. Do you have anything that you uh, would want to plug that you do online? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. All right. I'm a, I'm a programmer. No. I'm a programmer. I'm online, you know, eight hours a day, and then I don't want to be online at night. Then so. you unplug. And just gonna <laughs> no. I unplug. That works. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to uh, put a link to the Love Thy Nerd Discord on this episode. I don't do oh, it yes, often, please. but uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to put that as well. Uh, and so, um, uh, Hillary, you're very active on there as well. Uh, Troy, <laughs> what's your screen name on there again? I'm trying to remember. Well, that's a good question. I generally go by Grafen. I think it's Grafen Mellingar. Uh, Grafen. I don't know. It's one of those two. He's never on there. So don't try to talk to him on there. Random person hearing this right I'm, now. I'm on never... occasionally, but it's like, uh, it's that's not right. every day. Uh, not listen, every day. so yeah. so I, I know Charlie was, was a little apprehensive about jumping on here. Uh, so if you happen to bump into them at the next LTN con, uh, just corner mm-hmm. Charlie and hang out with him. He's a fun guy to talk to. There we go. Uh, yes. and, uh, and then you can grab his... Um, handle for discord and he won't respond and that's cool too that's cool too but you'll have it anyway i'll respond in a few days or or weeks or months whenever he's like oh that's right discord exists i forgot about that nope that works that works sounds good trying to get him on board game arena because i'm like babe you're like you can take a turn at lunch and he's like Mm. i'm not and yeah, the, like, <laughs> yeah, the problem with that is they only allow one account per ip address yeah so we can't so do, that's a down we can't both play from the same um, location uh yes and no so do you have a pro account no, no, okay. no. I don't pay for things if I don't have to. I got you. Well, so, so <laughs> I'll just say this. So the pro account as a family I've used before, like when we've gone out to mm. dinner, you can have mm. jump seats on the same phone. So like you can mm. ha- set up a four player game just on your phone. And so like we'll be playing Azul at dinner and just kind of pass the phone around as we're talking and playing and doing our turns. It's pretty neat. Mm. Uh, I don't remember what it costs. I think it's like 35 bucks a year or something, but um but in that case, you could have multiple people playing from the same IP address. Um, gotcha. Cool. Come on. You don't have a VPN, man. You can have one phone hooked you up know. on one IP address and the other on the other. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> all right. Sorry. Well, fantastic. Well, guys, I appreciate you coming on and uh, and talking about Castle in the Sky. And uh, I'll make sure that all your uh, socials and things and, and your Twitch channel are all in the show notes. So if you're wanting to connect with the Fiscos in any way, Hillary more than Charlie because she's more out there. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, That's uh, a vain but, hope, y'all don't. <laughs> but I'll have those in the show notes so you guys connect. But I really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Yeah. You're still famous at our house. Like, oh, CJ, you mean Lavender Pocket Square guy? Lavender yes. Pocket Square guy. Listen, I, <laughs> I yeah, do. Yes. I'm okay with that. I am totally fine. fine. There are there have been other nicknames that I'm not too fond of, but Lavender Pocket Square guy. We uh <laughs> yeah, for those that are for those that uh, are like, what does that even mean? We played a uh, murder mystery dinner game and my character had a lavender mm-hmm. pocket square. Um and he was a uh, a woman uh, uh, not even a good womanizer like he was like he was, <laughs> was a, like a <laughs> dandy yes failed dandy uh, yeah. i had so much fun doing that i had so much fun doing that um that's so good that's okay so and i was wearing the shirt i think when we played i think that's how, how that works that's funny. <laughs> so well guys thank you very much for coming on and we'll talk to you guys soon thank you all right thank you
Thank you for listening to the show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next show, which is Multiple Man with Matt Warmbier. And it's a good one. You want to, you don't want to miss that one. It's going to be good. Also, don't forget to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. Or, uh, if you're watching it on YouTube, leave us a comment, uh, thumbs up the video, and uh, leave us five stars if you're listening on Apple iTunes so that others can find the show. And any reviews you post or comments you post, we'll go ahead and share on the next show and look forward to getting those from you. Uh, if you have any other questions, you can email us at nextgennerdpodcast at gmail.com. And there's a whole bunch of other links in our show notes uh, to our merch and to our Discord and our socials and all those other things. And we look forward to connecting with you on those. I think that's it for this episode. Until next time. Peace out, Seacrest.